talk. Derek Miley, cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No, sex talk with Derek Miley. Hey, folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. So, I want to talk about uh, some housekeeping things up front today. It's just you and me. So, get cozy, get comfy. <laughs> I am going to be putting the show on hiatus for a couple months. So today's episode is about depression and sex, and you're going to figure out why <laughs> here in a second. COVID is getting me, y'all. I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm pretty empathic. If big surprise, I'm a therapist. But because of that, I'm pretty sensitive to what's happening in the world and pretty sensitive to how my clients operate in the world which is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful part of what I do. But also, I need to acknowledge when my tank is empty. Right now, my tank is empty. Empty, empty. And to be able to care for myself, my family, my clients, I got to take a break from the show. (laughs) It's not a forever break. Don't even get me twisted here. (laughs) I love this show and getting to do this show and getting to bring you all of the sex nerd shit I love. So it's not a forever, it's just a for now. I'm going to be shifting the format of the show so that I can preserve my energy better for all of you. I've been doing this for two and a half years. I essentially only stopped to uh, move to Florida. (laughs) And I stopped for three weeks. That's all I stopped for. I figured out that with a very full practice, um, and we're going to be growing the the Center for Mental and Sexual Health, we're going to be hiring more therapists from all over the country because that's the message I keep getting from all of you is that you want a therapist that knows how to talk to you about sex and... I'm one person, so I'm going to bring on more sex therapists and sex educators and people who are well-informed about sex to be able to help you. And my practice keeps getting fuller and fuller, which is wonderful, but also shitty because it tells you that the world's problems and the things of life and our sex lives are not necessarily getting better. In fact, it's getting worse. I can say that right there with you. My mental health has taken taken a beating over this isolation. It's taken a beating over how having to make choices to go to the grocery store or not. And taking a beating by having to consider and watch people that I've considered friends or family uh, make these very similar difficult choices, um, or even having family and friends deal with COVID directly. I have friends and family who have been dealing with COVID for months. A friend of the pod, uh, Susan Bratton, who's been on our show, had COVID. So for those of you who are avid listeners, you know, go follow Susan's journey 
she's one of those who luckily survived but has dealt with a lot of symptoms after. And I don't say all that to make you all feel exhausted or or in pain. I'm saying all of this to to help you know that I'm just I'm just being honest. I'm being honest about how I'm feeling and I truly truly believe that the more honest we are with each other, the more vulnerable we can get with one another. We'll actually see each other. We'll actually see each other as humans. Also, I do want to talk about depression and sex today. <laughs> this wasn't just a, an episode to let you know, hey, see ya. <laughs> um, I want to talk about sex and depression today because I think that um, <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a hot take, which is probably not that hot of a take. I think everybody in America is dealing with some sort of depression right now. And we're all trying to navigate any kind of pleasure that we can try and get, whether it's from alcohol, drugs, more or less sex, like avoiding sex, <laughs> or eating a lot, or only zoning out on television and not being able to move your body because you just can't do, you don't have any more effort for anything else. I'm right there with y'all. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. When it comes to sex and depression, a lot of times we'll, I, I talk with my clients about this, I've experienced this myself, that when we experience depression, it's like a all over body fog. It's like this, trying to move through life through thick soup. And sometimes it's even painful physically, everywhere painful, like flu ache painful, like all often it means that your brain feels fuzzy or that you've you're just trying to remember something and like it's right at the tip of your fingertips but it keeps slipping out of your fingertips not even talking about the thoughts of death that happen the thoughts of not wanting to wake up and look at the world of pain yep all that incredibly common for depression. I have definitely faced that myself. The numbness of depression, that's something else that people don't often talk to talk about is the apathy that can happen from depression. Just the inability to care about anything, including shit you like. That is probably one of the most difficult things to deal with with depression because there's lots of shoulds that usually go with that. I should feel better. I should do this thing I like. I should brush my teeth. I should get out of bed. I should, I should, I should. So there's a definitely a shame component that goes along with depression. All that being said, when you're depressed, I, I, hear, I hear very much a myriad of different things, but they're all very similar in pattern to, of course, the symptoms of depression. I just can't find my desire. Also, y'all might hear some thunder during this recording because I'm, re I'm recording during a thunderstorm. Yeah, smart, I know. But back to the symptoms of depression and how they align with sex. That apathy, right? Or this deep, deep sadness isn't really sexy, right? <laughs> it's incredibly difficult to find the motivation to get out of bed and brush your teeth, let alone the motivation to connect with another human. 
And so a lot of that internal negative monologue can just get wrapped around the the any kind of intimacy that you want to have, any kind of sexual arousal that you wish to have. I also have had many clients talk about maybe masturbating more or less, depending on how they're feeling at any given moment. More just trying to get any kind of brain change, trying to get some of that that dopamine going, or sometimes just not even wanting to touch themselves, like touch any part of their body because of maybe pain or, or there just isn't much pleasure in touching themselves, even in ways that they knew was really hot before. They also talk about really struggling to orgasm. <laughs> this is called anorgasmia, and it is incredibly common with depression. Many of my folks who are dealing with depression, they talk about this, this like, it's almost like they've got to force an orgasm. And then the if they get one at all, they <laughs> don't experience it as they did before. So I, I'm saying all these things to just help you know that this is typical of the experience of depression and sex. Like, it's really, really typical to feel, just have these circular thoughts around shame, uh, shaming yourself, shaming your body, shaming the experience of depression or whatever the case may be. And really struggling with interest, really struggling with orgasm, really struggling to feel pleasure at all. I'm always telling my clients like, if you numb one thing, you're going to numb everything. And when you're in a state of depression, like you're numb all over. So you're actually numb all over. It's not just that you're struggling to reach for any feeling. You're also struggling to reach for pleasure and any experience of pleasure. So how to deal with it? Because I'm not just going to describe this shit and then say, good luck. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> How to deal with it. First and uh, first and foremost, please, 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 everybody go to therapy. It works. Y'all, I'm in therapy right now. Shout out to Jamie Molnar. She can't, you know, say that she's my therapist because that's against the rules. We can't we can't identify our clients, but we can identify them. I uh I've been to therapy many times. Not only just before I was a therapist, I I have been to therapy many times and it has incredibly changed my life session by session two but me and me and my therapist started to get to know each other I was a puddle <laughs> started speaking to that inner child and boy did she have a lot to say one of the things that you can also be doing for yourself is create a consistent routine this is the thing my clients fight me with all the time. And my inner child loves to fight this too, y'all. So don't, don't get it twisted. I'm <laughs> I am in a shared boat with you. When you actually start to gain a routine, and I don't mean a routine where you have high expectations of what you're going to get done. I'm talking about a regular eating and regular sleeping routine. That is all. So 
in creating a new routine or creating a shorter routine or a this is enough routine, part of what we have to deal with is giving up some of these expectations, these high expectations we have for ourselves. Because when we're dealing with depression, it is like the flu of the body. So you have to scale back. You have to. You have to scale back so that you can refill your cup, your body, your mind. Need it. And so do all the people around you. (laughs) So getting up at the same time every morning This doesn't have to be 6 (laughs) a.m. Getting up at the same time every day, going to bed at the same time every day, and creating a, a routine of sleeping that you replicate again and again and again. How food plays into this. Part of something that is that not many people talk about with depression is that it really fucks with your circadian rhythm. People talk about sleeping too much, and they talk about sleep not get not being able to get enough sleep. So one of the things that this consistent schedule, consistent scaled back schedule, does is it helps regulate your circadian rhythm. That circadian rhythm is is controlled by hormones, and we have to try to regulate those hormones by eating and sleeping at regular intervals. Now, this is much easier said than done because that's something else that depression really screws with is your appetite. Sometimes you're overeating and you're just trying to get some sort of pleasure or sometimes you're undereating and you have no appetite. Sometimes you go back and forth between these two things. So... What I mean by eating at regular intervals is you picking those three times a day or twice a day that you can manage and you eat at those same times the best you can. That's all you can do. Get up in the morning at the same time or whenever you need to get up at the same time. Go to sleep at the same time. Eat at regular intervals and scale back those expectations. This world is an actual dumpster fire. (laughs) It's okay that you're overwhelmed. It's okay that you're struggling. I am. And also seek therapy. Seek potentially someone who can do prescription for maybe an antidepressant if that's necessary. There are things that we can do slowly but surely to try to care for ourselves therapy, and as much consistency as you can manage. The other thing I'm going to say probably for the millionth time to not only my clients but to all of you is find a meditation practice. I don't care what kind. It can be yoga. It can be guided meditation using some of the apps. Uh, If you need a free 30 days on one of these apps, I'm sure I can send you a link or something. (laughs) I like Calm and Insight Timer. I use both of them. Insight Timer lately has had some very specific um, anxiety calming routines that are directed when there are uncertain times. That's part of the reason why we're all dealing with such sadness and fear and apathy is that everything is so uncertain. Humans don't do well with ambiguity. 
we actually do a lot of things to try to manage it and manage our big feelings around experiencing ambiguity. So it's okay to have patience with yourself. I'm saying that as much as to myself as I am to you. Also, lubricant helps. (laughs) Lubricant can help a lot because when your body is not feeling well, if you do have some energy to masturbate or if you have some energy to have any kind of sexual activity with a partner, using lubricant can really help because if your body is off in any way, you can experience lubrication dryness, especially if you're struggling to feel any physical pleasure as it is, you may need to be using more lubricant. Also, be okay with establishing any kind of boundaries, not only for yourself, but for your partner. Let your partner know what's happening for you. And say out loud how much you're struggling. That way there's no ambiguity between you and your partner. Your partner can understand that maybe that that sex will have reduced or stopped for a little while while you're trying to understand or get better and heal from depression. Maybe that might help you feel a little better so that you understand that this is actually something that's happening to you and that it's not your fault. You didn't pick it. And that the partner, your partner can know that it's not that you desire them less, it's that you have no desire. So there are ways to navigate this, I promise. And just a reminder to just reiterate, for those of you who didn't catch it in the beginning, which I I hope you did, if you got this far, (laughs) I hope you got it in the beginning. The show is going to go on a hiatus. A couple months, I'm going to take time to retool. It's going to come back as seasons because I... I have been doing a, an episode every week, for every week of the year. And I want to be able to give you all of the sex nerdery that I have and also be able to take care of myself, my family, and my clients. So be on the lookout, y'all, because I'm going to be hiring a new therapist here pretty quick. If you want to get in with a therapist who knows how to talk about sexuality, knows how to look at you as an entire system, come see us, the Center for Mental and Sexual Health. Big surprise. We fill up, we're filling up fast. I, of course, as a business person, love to see my business thrive. But then there's always this other side of that where I'm just like, my business is thriving because guess what? The world is yet again (laughs) a dumpster fire. But that's what we're here for. We're here to help you cope with it. And we're here to help you look at that dumpster fire and go, fuck, that sucks. And let's get through it together. So check us out, mentalandsexualhealth.com. And as always, you can find the show, sextalkwitherica.com. And jump on there and give us some five-star ratings, y'all. Shout you out, shout you out on the show, um, on Apple Podcasts in particular. It always helps us get found. And absolutely, I am here if you've got questions, what have you, shoot me an email. Jump on the site, fill out the info thing. 
we will be back to the show soon. This is not goodbye forever. It's just for now. Thanks, you all, for sticking around to the end of the episode. I will see you all soon. Thanks for listening, folks. Please rate and review on iTunes. It helps this podcast get found. If you leave a five-star review, let me know about it on any social media, and I'll shout you out on the podcast. You can find my website at ericamiley.com. You can find me on Facebook, the gram, and Twitter. See y'all next time.